welcome to How Fitting, the podcast about creating fashion and growing a business that fits your customer, your lifestyle, and your values. I'm your host, Allison Haynes. Today, I'm joined by Danny Burke and Brandon Winslow of Made for All. So welcome to the show. Thank, Thank you for having you. us. Yeah. For those listening who are meeting you for the first time, could you each share a little bit about who you are and what you do? Sure. Um, I'll go ahead and go first. So I'm Danny Burke. Um, I have worked in marketing and advertising for the last like 10 plus years. Uh, started off in retail, uh, sneaker and apparel marketing, um, and have since uh, moved on to more of like agency life away from brand side, but have started this uh, made for all now the past seven, seven or so years um, launching now uh, the last couple months. But so that's me. Cool. And, and I am Brandon Winslow. Um, so my background pretty much is in entertainment management for the past eight years. I was working with Rock Nation, kind of doing client relations for the athlete side for the mm-hmm. West Coast. Um, last year, me and Danny's been working on this brand forever, seven years, like you said. So we was kind of like, we need to get moving on it. Um, mm-hmm. So I left my job and kind of just focused on real estate and made. Um, just here we are today. So excited to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, so it sounds like it's been in process for a while. So did you just, um, did you launch seven years ago? Or like, when did you actually kind of launch the brand officially? So we officially launched in August of this year. Um, Seven years ago, 2015, Danny and I had this idea to come up with this like underwear line. So um, we were just sitting poolside. I I always want to add in though, we did this poolside, (laughs) like the side of the pool with cocktails, with lounged up with our feet up. But go ahead, Ben. The best way to come up with business ideas, right? (laughs) Best way. We just, we just, just, I didn't think, I don't know. I just, it was, it's been a process. So we was like, we wanted to do it. We came up with the name. We liked the name Made. It started off with just Made. But once, you know, we go back and forth with the lawyers and trademark and we had to add a little bit to it. Um, So the concept changed to Made for All. Um, and, and it's just, yeah, it's just been an exciting journey. Um, we kind of had to pause it cause we kind of both went our own ways as far as career wise was just picking up and we needed the funds in order to do the brand. Um, like, you mm-hmm. know, Danny's was doing marketing. He also received his MBA and I was just consumed with sports life and always on the go. Um, and it, it just became the time I think during COVID I saw like a lot of my friends just, just doing it, like just starting their brands. Um, it was kind of inspiring. So I was like, you know what? Uh, I'm tired of chasing the athletes as much as I, I enjoyed the job. I was tired of it. And I was just like, let's just do it. So we kind of revened in, in April of this year. And we, we had our samples. We was like, okay, this is what we wanted to do. We, but during this whole process, mind you, we were still doing it. But we probably went to like, was trying to do it from China, was trying to do it just Don't through all these other companies. People, yeah. Just mm-hmm. like yeah, that, that they were sending our stuff off to China. We probably went to like eight different companies, um, and finally we stumbled upon this manufacturer based in L- L.A. And he has like it's just the quality, the the fabric mills out here, everything is out in Los Angeles. So, so it's mm-hmm. just like a match made. Um, 
I also think it'd be notable to say, like, when we came up with the concept of made being that initial start, like, we really did value the idea of being made at home kind of thing um, mm -hmm. and it being handmade, which was sort of the concept of made. And so we did really try to get our bearings we did. starting off we did. like with local manufacturers, like, but just- They weren't local. They were sitting yeah. ourselves out to China. So yeah. <laughs> it was just, I mean, we, we lived and we learned through the process. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, um, but, um, but yeah, we, we, we started off with just underwear and we was about to launch in July. We had like four items. He was like, "This isn't enough." Like the consumers now, like we had this underwear idea seven years ago. Like we just, this just wasn't enough. So then we added like more leisure wear components and t-shirts and sweats. And so we end up launching in April twenty-two items, um, nice. which was exciting, scary, different. Because mm -hmm. now I, I was on that. I was like on a different side where. People are pitching me and my clients now. I'm I'm pitching full sales mode, so it's it's been a transition. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's so much in all of that that I want to ask more about and dive into. But okay, um, still kind of like at the at the beginning of things, like how did you guys get in? Like why a fashion brand? You know, it sounds like you you know you had background in marketing and and you know, more on the the sales side of things i mean the business side of things but like what drew you to starting a fashion brand well, um oh, go ahead man no well, i think the thing we both we, we love the culture of fashion um working for rock nation too is just it was a culture brand it, it's mm -hmm. it's it's resetting trends and and just wanting to to do our own thing uh, daniel has a love for shoes and just so much fashion as well um and he used to work you know for for the in fashion too as well for for a brand so it, yeah, it was I think just always like, a love for me like I, I like to always say that like my very first sneaker was a jordan retro 13 flint um <laughs> so a jordan brand and like my friend gifted me that shoe. We were on the same team. And from then on, like, it was kind of like, whoa, like I can make a statement with shoes. Oh, wait, I can like match my clothing to that, you know, and like have mm -hmm. this whole like thing. And so I really got into like streetwear really heavily and fell in love with fashion. And as I like, obviously ha used to have my mom pay for it and she hated that. And then <laughs> now like, it's me now that's hating it. But I've since transitioned where I still love streetwear, but I've definitely gotten to like designer, more unique cut and sew items um, with like local boutiques, but also like more major designer brands. And so for me, it's just a natural fit to uh, be involved in a fashion brand as well as professionally um, having worked closely with fashion brands in their own marketing. So it's kind of like, hey, I'm over here creating strategic plans and audience segmentations and, you know, collecting data and analyzing it and making informed decisions to make them more money um, to better tap into, like, you know, how to sell to their audience. And, like, why am I making them money when I can be doing this for myself? Because I know mm -hmm. at least can figure out the market, right? And so it's mm -hmm. sort of a natural fit for me to like collaborate with Brandon um, and join forces to create like made for all. Awesome. Yeah, not only that, we've been friends though, Danny. You gotta, don't uh, forget the friend you're... point now. <laughs> uh, that's debatable. We... <laughs> oh, we've been friends since two, yeah. 2005. Um, and we support each other. We yep. hated Hard each deal. other. 
Yeah, so it, <laughs> we still do it in our business. I mean, we go back and forth all the time, all the time, but the time. Um, we're so different. But um, we all we end up coming to the same like to the same point. So it it just works. We we both bring so many different elements to the brand. Yeah, and I always love that. I I feel like a lot of people I talk to on the podcast like their their background and their career isn't like formally you know, in, in the fashion industry as a designer necessarily, but there's so many things that kind of bleed over into fashion and really give them a unique perspective, like when they start a fashion brand. And it's really cool to hear kind of like all those things that like come came together to like make sense as like, let's start a fashion brand. Yeah, it, it, that's pretty much, yeah. And yeah. still like right now, me and Danny are going back and forth on, length of draw draw, draw string like he wants mm-hmm. a certain length but he can't tell me that i i'm technical so it's like how many inches i don't know it needs to be longer like I'm like so we're going back and forth hanging up on each other <laughs> and we're like all right let's just make it work yeah. like, every mm-hmm. detail it's kind of a back and forth it's like a pull it's like a tug war yeah. um, but we i think because like as brandon just noted like he's very technical and i'm like like that marketing like no it get, like look it's pretty, you know, like, oh, <laughs> like, whatever. Um, and so we definitely have this very, like, push and pull dynamic. But I think that push and pull, like, we found a way not to push and pull sideways, but to push and pull and, and like, launch us forward. And we're continually doing that. I think the friendship really helps us because, like, as we design so? products, I don't know, sometimes. I think, <laughs> <laughs> as we d- do our designs, like, that friendship, I feel like, really, like, softens the the blow of some of our like discussions or re- rebuttals or like dare I say arguments um yeah I'm very direct so that we I think yeah don't I take it a little about yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. okay I'm yeah. realizing some things during this podcast sorry that's our design <laughs> process to answer your question our design process is arguing <laughs> I mean sometimes it it takes it takes that and like you know I'm a very technical person too as a pattern maker and then a lot of the designers I work with are the more creative side where they're like, it doesn't feel right. So I'm like, yeah. okay, but you know, yeah, like we, what, we need to get to some con- feel right. Exactly. exactly. It's like, we need to get to some concrete, you know, what do you want it to feel like? And you know, how do we does get it, there? So tell me, does that drive you crazy? Like, does it drive you crazy when they, when they do that? Cause that's what Danny does to me. And it just, it just irks me. Cause it's like, well, what do you want me to do? <laughs> if you can't tell me exactly what, what it mm. is. Um, so. I, w- I wouldn't say it necessarily drives me crazy because I, I've learned that like that's just how like d- creative designer minds think. So like I- I've gotten used to like figuring out how to coax out the more concrete information from more of a like creative or, you know, intuitive. Got it. Um, but yeah, it does get a little bit more frustrating when, if we get to a point where like the data, like the factual data and like the impression or the intuition about the garment are Mm -hmm. don't match anymore you know like we make the change and then it's like still to whatever or it's now gone the other direction it's like okay well you can't have it both ways like it's got to be you gotta pick one of them yep you know so that that's where it can get a little (laughs) bit more tense sometimes but in general i i've I've learned how to like, okay, so it doesn't feel right. What do you want it to feel like? You know, what, you know, what, you have other garments that are more 
what you're looking for or how can how can we kind of go back and forth during the design process to make sure that this is what you're thinking even if they can't put it into technical terms for me thank you so much i needed that i need to hear that so i'm gonna try some different methods danny i'm gonna try some different methods and it, okay. and yeah, sometimes it's really hard. Like I, even even today, like I was going back and forth with a um, a brand I, I work with, and she got her factory samples back, and it's and they were too big, like compared to the measurements. And mm-hmm. so we're going back, like, okay, was it because this included the shrinkage to you know, so it feels a little bit bigger because it's, it's not been shrunk up yet, or then we finally realized, like, oh, maybe the factory cut. A, a medium and you thought it was a small so that's why it's too big you know things like that yeah like so much that goes into it so much mm-hmm. that goes into it more than you more than you than like especially going through I, this experience it's been so much more than i thought just like mm-hmm. even picking oh, yeah. the right colors like it's it's all those small details mm-hmm. um even the sizing like we, we we've been that's been the biggest challenge for yeah. for us as well just making sure we're picking that universal size fit for um so it, it's just so much that goes into it that it, it's a learning experience every day um for every me. Day. Mm-hmm. especially beyond design right so like when you we started this brand like we were thinking like oh we're gonna like make make items and it's gonna be so cool and fun and like we yeah, didn't no. realize that it was so <laughs> much more than that especially when you get into like even though I come from a marketing background, it's kind of like <laughs> a lot. <laughs> yes, a lot. The delay, it's like delays, it's just a lot to think about. And I, uh, it's just been some nights where it's like I'm just tossing and turning, my head's just spinning, or I'm just frustrated. You know, it's just, it's, but it's, it's still enjoyable. I, I enjoy it. I yeah. wouldn't, you know, turn it in, but it is, um, it's, it is challenging. It is different. Um, but, but that's just the name of the game. Mm-hmm. There definitely is a lot that goes into it that I think sometimes, you know, you don't realize until you like jump in and start a business. Yeah, like, that's what it is. Like even even people who have worked like in house in design for another fashion brand, like if they go out on their own, they're like, wow, this is a whole nother, a whole nother level. It's a, yeah, it's a whole nother level. I think that um, like we made like we made not I would say we made mistakes. We made a lot of learning lessons, Um, like even our first shoot that we did like i'm grant so you know i'm like let's like let's do a shoe and let's just hire all these models and let's get craft services so like our first shoe i just went over and beyond and we couldn't really utilize the photos because we were just like stuck in one i did an eight hour photo shoot which i which was totally wrong um and it was just it was just a mess so like i know we're having right now we're about to do our, our second big drop um and so we're gearing up for that and just going through that whole creative process is like the photo shoots and just trying to make sure you're doing it the right way and mm-hmm. the, the right location the right looks and it's it, it just matching up the right items it's it, it's it's uh it's, it's it's stressful as you can hear i can't even put words to it but um yeah yeah even even but, just like thinking about yeah, like okay how am i going to use these photos i need some for instagram i need one for like the yeah, banner of the you, site i need like video while i'm there you know like whatever the details are it's like trying to anticipate ahead of time what marketing like assets you're going to need out of it. it 
and that's 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 and that, I'm not even thinking for that yet. That's like another stress you just added to me today. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what though, B and Allison, on the point of learning, like I also to to add to Brandon's point, like beyond just like the photo shoot. It's like when you start a brand and you start designing and you start when to put it out there and all this stuff that goes into it, like just figuring out who your people are, because even if mm -hmm. it's this is your brand, it has to touch so many more hands, right? Like you need so many more partnerships, so many more consultants, so many more like photographers and like wholesale people and, you know, whatever. And like, I felt like the first couple times, like like in, in finding an advertising agency for us, right? Like in mm -hmm. finding, you know, whatever partners, like I'm not going to say we got burned, but like it's part of that learning process to be like, all right, so we aren't going to stay committed. Like we're in a relationship to these people. We're going to go ahead and allow ourselves to bounce around until we find somebody that feels like, it, that makes it feel like we they get it, right? And mm -hmm. so it's, really finding the, like those people I think is that biggest learning experience at least in my perspective for me was finding our tribe of people to work with that are outside of the brand I'm mm -hmm. sorry Dan I'm gonna I'm recheck you with you 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 did feel burnt I mean I did I, you're right you, I did you, you did feel burned like we, yeah. we've been through when we launched in August and just like marketing wise we've been through three three different agencies and yeah. it, it's it's like I said, it's just finding those right, those that right connection, the right people to understand the brand that's invested in the brand. Um, it's but yeah, I mean, right now we're in good hands. We're in good hands. Um okay. and so we're happy. We found that we found the right, we found the right right set of chemistry. But um, yeah, it that's that's been a, the biggest challenge challenging. I think even like social media, just trying to figure out what and how we want our social media to post is still not there. I'll admit to that. But um we're constantly working on that. Like that's a big, that's a big stress for us. But we're we're constantly trying to do everything organic, but just trying to find that right our our voice in social media. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and yeah. I think some of that comes with time too. I think mm -hmm. it, it takes. I feel like with every brand that first launches, it, it's like you go into it. You're like, oh, I think this is who my customer is, or who the person I'm mm -hmm. talking to and marketing to is or you know what I'm gonna do with these photos or whatever it is. And then you realize like once you have more sales data and you get feedback and you just, you know, find the right the right person to work with or whatever that there are ways you can improve or or you're the customer that's the biggest fan of your brand and you know who's yeah. who's buying all your pieces yeah. is maybe slightly different. So you can talk to them and market to them differently based on that. But it's like you can't always know 100% ahead of time. Like you do your research beforehand, obviously, but then it, you know, it's always testing and changing as you go. Always, always. Um, so yes, yeah, it's adapting, trying to stay ahead of like, we, I think we have to continue to educate ourselves through the process um, and, and just not rely on the agencies or the, are the people to this helping with that other work that's needed for the brand. So yeah. that's the mm -hmm. big thing. Um, we're trying to, I know I'm trying to, make time for um as well but it's yeah it's just just staying knowledgeable in the trends and what's going on in that space it's important mm -hmm. so what parts of the brand like how do you two just divide kind of the responsibilities in running the brand and like what pieces are you doing yourself versus 
working with outside contractors or agencies to to do I, th I think like as we kind of noted a little bit earlier to and I think it's a great segue to, to talk deeper into that is Brandon is like operations genius right <laughs> and so like he's that technical product project manager like he like knows how to like take or he figures out how to like take something some strategy that's been like created and then apply and actually apply it and figure out like how to reach out to everything that's needed and really organize like brandon i have to say at times like i well I, this, this isn't the first time i he'll hear me say it um but like he really is sort of that lifeblood of like what we do because of like his boots on the ground get things done sort of like mentality and 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 tacticalness um and I think like with that, that like that's sort of his segment is really that operations end and 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 making sure everything gets done to perfection, uh essentially. And then mm -hmm. like outside of that, we have um PR that we work with an agency. Um we that's also um doing our like paid social. Mm -hmm. And then we handle uh, social management and content, creative uh, development in-house. Um, yeah. And then Brandon also handles, like, our affiliate work. So, like, if we have any, like, celebrity, sports, contacts that we're, like, gifting, um, that's all Brandon's uh, connections and work that he does. And Danny's very smart. So he he's our strategist. Um, he kind of puts all the missing pieces together um, more so. I mean, Danny kind of talked throughout the day, yeah. probably 40 times throughout the day, yeah. just <laughs> strategy, next steps, what should we do? Um, I kind of bounce a lot off of Danny. We do have two other people, two other team members that, that help out the day to day. But, um, but on top of that too, like we also have our other jobs. Um, mm -hmm. So like I'm, I'm a realtor. Yeah out in Los Angeles. Um, I, I do kind of work with a couple of athletes. I just oversee management wise, but more so is real estate. Um, for Danny does still does marks. Yep. So to speak. Um, agency work. So, so we're still, we're still like working to, to keep the brand funded and, and just make sure we, you know, we have that cushion or we're not taking from the brand right now. And the brand is supporting itself. Um, mm -hmm. until we until we get to the point where we can do more payouts but that's just where we're at with it and four months in and, and to kind of add to that um as you notice we bicker a lot um <laughs> like i feel like a really a, a good strong part of like both of us having our own specialties and lanes like mine is head of strategy his, his is head of operations but as he noted, like we talk like 40 times a day. I kid you not. Mm -hmm. It's like when you have a business partner, like you don't realize because I think a lot of people go into like a business on their own, right? And then they mm -hmm. like hire in or bring people under. But we've really divided up like um the way that we at least operate in Made for All as like Ren and I both have equal voice in it. And um the amount of times that we talk and the way we talk sometimes, you would definitely think that we date. It's 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 crazy. <laughs> it's like a relationship, right? And I think like a lot of people don't understand that no matter who your business partner is, no matter the 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 gender or whatever, it's almost like you're in a relationship. The amount of like work that you have to put in together, the amount of time that you have to put in together. 
Um, and yeah, so a big part time. of that, t- like what we do is also like emotional support for each other at times because there's a lot of frustration. Like mm-hmm. I get, as he said, like, I feel like that we get burnt or I'm frustrated or I'm, you know, whatever, um, or Brandon, you know, feels frustration or whatever. And we like come together and really like provide each other some like much needed, like mental, like self-care support. Like I'll randomly send him uh like some dollars sometimes be like yo go get yourself a treat sometimes i hope he gets food poisoning so like, he can take some time <laughs> off but he doesn't right? <laughs> and so like strategically just to like provide self-care i think that's a huge part that i wanted to kind of mention is like in the business partner realm is the support not just like the actual operation duty yeah yeah yeah, I can totally see that. I, I don't have a business partner, but my husband ends up hearing a lot of the, like, what should I do? Like, I'm bouncing stuff off him or, like, other, yeah. other um, like, industry professionals that I know that, like, I don't directly work with, but we're, like, similar businesses, so we'll chat about stuff. But, yeah, it's, it's and I've had um, a former colleague, like, tell me, like, okay, don't go into business with anybody that you know, you wouldn't want a relationship with pretty much of like, it is like, it is like a relationship. Like there's commitment. You have to make sure yep. on the same page about what you want for the future mm-hmm. and learn how to work through conflict together. And so yep. it's when you, you can be, you can be opposites or you could be the same, but you need to make sure that like on the essential things, you're, you're on the same team essentially. Pretty much. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. But um, no, it's just, it's, it's been an exciting journey. Um. I'm just excited for the future for the brand and and what we have in store for next year, what we're trying to do. Uh, our quality's great. Um, you know, I'm in love with my I'm in love with the brand. I'm in love with my brand. So it's yeah. So what is kind of your goal for the brand or like what what's coming in the future? What can we look forward to? Oh if you uh, can share. Yeah, like we okay, so like we've we're definitely in our own lane, but like we also like have some inspirations, right? Who we also consider our competitors. Um, but um, the way that we're really trying to move is we believe in sort of a essential like core line, or what we're considered calling our core, right? So made mm-hmm. core, um, or made for all core. And then we're also wanting to do more of like a limited drop des- higher designer line within the mm-hmm. brand. Um, and so we're really kind of going in two directions there where we have this core product that is very like underwear, loungewear, leisure wear, things that you can like be comfortable at home in, throw on some Balenciaga sneakers, or I guess that was probably poor taste mm-hmm. at this moment. <laughs> uh, Balenciaga, we'll say Prada sneakers, right? We change, mm-hmm. We're not supposed to be doing Balenciaga. So like Prada Whoop. sneakers. All right, sorry. Um, Prada sneakers, and then you can go out the house, and so like you can effectively transition from house to outside the house within our leisure wear, right? But then Mm -hmm. we want our designer brand of Made for All, where it's very limited drop. It's more high line. Like I don't know necessarily if it's something you're going to be leisure at home in, but like Mm -hmm. definitely making statements outside. Um, but still very leisure-ish um, at times. Minimalist, so, like, too. Minimalist, yeah. So that's mm-hmm. definitely, I think, what people can see sort of, like, coming in the future, at, from my perspective. What about you, B? No, the same. Just the same. I, I, we're just, just trying to 
what we have now is pretty much like our core we're always going to have to make a little bit lighter on our terries sweats and such but we do want to bring in those those higher end drop elements um mm-hmm. we, we've been we've been designing like we had some fire stuff to to release but mm-hmm. it's just we were just so new for the fall we just wanted to get our core established um so february would probably be our first drop of a couple higher ends and we'd do it every couple months but but that's that's the goals for 2023 for right now yeah yeah that's exciting so with kind of like you, you mentioned kind of the minimal and contemporary aesthetic so kind of what inspires the the look of the pieces and even as you go towards your higher end more limited drops um yeah what's the inspiration for kind of the look or the feel of those so i would say danny and i both don't like too much of like the, yeah. the designs and and just like the big logos i we we kind of did a little bit I, to me it's big like on our on our terry sweat we, we, we did like a four inch long logo which is Wait, I thought white. we made that smaller. <laughs> we did moving forward, but I said on our first. <laughs> okay, <drop>, good. <laughs> we went a little bold with with our maid just to get it out there. Um, as much as we 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 like we stand by our clothes. It's it's we wanted to reduce it or make it the same colorway as the clothing. Uh, moving mm-hmm. forward, it, it, that's just more me and Danny. Where I mean, we like I like wearing higher and stuff, but you'll never know. Like I just don't like my yeah. names, the names all over this stuff. Mm-hmm. So it, it's just kind of a personal preference. Um. I know a lot of brands too. I'm starting to see that. Like after we talk about it, I see more and more brands doing the same thing. Like the logos are very small. They're just using their symbols. Are they using the same colorways? Um, I, I just think that's just more cleaner. It's just clean. You can yeah. just. It's timeless to me. Mm-hmm. And I and I feel like this minimal idea is like on the time period currently because when we think like looking back at a lot of designer brands when you come around more economic like hardship times, especially like we're moving into a downturn. Like you see a little bit more simple items on the on the line. Like you see Celine kind of do like a blacked out thing as opposed to having the big Celine on it. Or, you know, mm-hmm. like Gucci will release, you know, just a solid color like leather bag as opposed to like Gucci prints all over it. Um, and I think that sort of like always been sort of my taste and style. Same as Brandon. Like I yeah, like you sure. Like if you know what I'm wearing, you know the price of it, but like you don't necessarily need to see it like all over the place, especially knowing like the times are moving in, where it's like people just don't need to know necessarily like and feel like feel guilty about the fashion that they love. And I think mm-hmm. having a minimal design, but with quality product like ethically mm-hmm. sourced and the whole c- customer experience that like you get from designer brands oftentimes um mm-hmm. you can still get that and still love the fashion without you know some of the in a sense like financial guilt that you may like experience with something that's like out there that people know are like oh my gosh you know but yeah yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, so it it sounds like it's like letting the clothes speak for themselves rather than exactly. the logo on the front of it necessarily. Exactly. Yes. Yep. Although I do want to like say our logo, like made for all, like it means a lot. Um, and so like we're definitely not shy in like people knowing like what it means. And so like if people do see it, it is a conversation and a statement in itself, as we very much um, look at you purchasing made for all as you being welcomed into a club 
mm-hmm. um and not just a, a designer club but like a, a like a, a sort of ideological like mindset like frame of thinking kind of club and so we 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 don't mind it being seen for sure like we we know that for us like as compared to gucci like made for all has like a really significant meaning yeah and i was that's a perfect segue because i was going to ask you guys more about both of those things um so yeah what is the what is the name made for all like what is the meaning behind it for you personally or for the brand if those are two different things and then as a second piece uh like how like at thinking of the brand as a club how do you kind of create that community or that feeling around the brand and why is that important you want to grab this one b you got yeah all right so initially as i as i said when we first came up with the concept of made we were like really considering like it's just we're, we're making something it's being made and we want people to recognize and know that like this isn't just some wholesale item that we're printing our name on. This is like Mm -hmm. something that we're cut and sewing and we're making specifically for their experience. Um, As we added onto it and it's become made for all, like I think oftentimes, like when you hear made for all, you think, oh, anybody can wear it. Like we want Mm -hmm. that to be a given that like, we believe that anybody should be able to wear our product. Like it doesn't matter your religion, your race, your your sexual orientation, you know, your, your citizenship status, like it, it doesn't matter. Like that's a given, especially as two POC entrepreneurs as as Brennan and I. Mm-hmm. Um, where we really come in to stand behind Made for All is the statement that success and achievement are made for all. And mm-hmm. understanding that not everybody has that opportunity to be as successful or achieve as much as they may want due to whatever social varying factors, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but we want people to know that like, if you put your mind to it, if you really push and like the achievement of whatever your dream is, like it's already yours. Like it was your dream. Yeah, you might have to chase it, but like it's yours. And so mm-hmm. b- very much that club is like a welcome to success, a welcome to achievement club. And that reminder that like, when you wear our items, like you are the success already. And so Mm -hmm. like for us, that's very much the club and the entrance is the simple belief that you can achieve. That's so cool. See, I know she loves when he says it. He's like, yeah, you're drawn in. That's why I can't say it like that. (laughs) <laughs> I feel like, you know, you're made for success, you're made to achieve, and Danny just brings you in. So, mm-hmm. bravo, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> Write that down. <laughs> no. um, yeah, that's really cool. Um, yeah, just that, that your your dream, like, I like what you said of, like, the dream is already yours. You just might have to chase it a little bit. Like, it is your dream. It's in the name of it. Um, yeah. And, Yeah. There, I mean, there often are challenges, I think, but then kind of knowing that it is possible mm-hmm. makes mm-hmm. it easier to obtain, I, I think. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think it's right. the knowing, right? And it's the knowing and believing. And I feel like us as a brand and any other brand out there, a sec- like whether successful yet or not, like is look at us here, like having started made for all, right? Like, it's just a simple like fact of like believing that we can do it and like yeah like it's not gonna fail but let's say it failed like it's still like the achievement of having tried to do something that puts you outside your comfort and that you believed was gonna benefit society in some way right Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, mm. so I'm curious, like, as, as you know, because there's always challenges or things that come up or whatever that seem, you know, discouraging or disheartening when you're, like, working towards a dream or a goal, do you have any kind of advice or your own kind of mindset? Like, how do you approach overcoming those challenges and still kind of working towards achieving what you set out? That's a good question. Um, I think personally for myself is, I mean, there's challenges every day, right, with, with anything you do. So it's just a fact. Like, like just it goes with just Danny just said, you can do it. I mean, you know you can do it. I think my part is our our challenges, we just continue to work at. Uh, we continue mm-hmm. to find ways to, to make it happen. Maybe it's not the route we're trying to go go down, so we will pivot. But it's just that continue going for it. Um, that's just been always my thing. I think with me, it's just everything I wanted, whether it's material or to do something, I've been able to do it because I, I work to make it happen. Yes. Um, and I yeah. think a key part of that is what Brandon's also, well, I'm not going to mansplain that, but <laughs> I believe like a big part of what's like implied in that, right, is the fear. And I think mm-hmm. for me, it's like, I have these like, sticky notes on the side and I have a whiteboard with stuff on there but it's like I am worthy I am loved I got this I am you courageous. Have on here? yeah I, I am amazing that. I am beautiful and like I feel like oftentimes like the set at the center of all that of those 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 sticky notes um is this this other thing of like I'm fearful right and mm-hmm. so like you have to go beyond that fear and really stand in like, this is what I want to do. And I either try it or I don't. And like, you can fail trying, but like, it's not a failure to not try. It's a loss. Right. Mm. And for me, like I'm, value more of the like the fear of like that failure like I'd rather fail than to have just like not even had a chance and lost an opportunity and so I think that's the way I kind of look at Mm. it is it's really again that positive self-talk but it's not easy and that's where like support systems comes in and yeah um, like I have my brand in to call and he'd be like you're being weak (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and i'm like that. you're right let me, let me get back together <laughs> but and and two i think my I, the, the biggest challenge that i face is is really is us starting this brand yeah. you know um mm-hmm. it's also been it's also been scary because it's like you know i also come from guaranteed paychecks right and to quit mm-hmm. that to have to invest you know heavy you invest heavy in this brand and um you know, just to, to to keep it just to keep it going, and just you know, thank God we've been having good months. You know, but it's like, what if? Mm-hmm. It's just you know, and I'm doing real estate. Real estate's another sales job as well. But it's just, it's just, it's just a scary, scary time. Cause, you know, we I don't want it to. I know it's not going to fail because I know we're not going to let it. But you know, it's just it's a lot. It is stressful. It's a lot. It's it's a gamble. You know, every design we we're taking a we're taking a gamble. I feel like it putting it out there and seeing if, if, if our members enjoy it, they like it, they're going to buy it. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, that's, that's the biggest challenge. I feel like sometimes I, I do, I have those days where it's like, I'm just beating myself up too as well about it. Or I'm just, mm-hmm. you know, it's not a good day. We didn't get, we only got two sales that day. Like just, I just, we have those days. Let's be, mm-hmm. We just, we, we're still getting our brain out there. So we have those days and those days sometimes are rough or, is, you know, it's different, but, um, 
Yeah. I think every time I come to our showroom, we have a showroom in, in Los Angeles where we have our office. We have like a conference area. We have a photo in-house photo area in our storage. It's like it, it kind of inspires me just to keep it going. Like we have all this. Like it, we started four months ago and we have all this. So it's like so it's just yeah. to keep it. It's and we have two 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 employees. So it's like just to keep it going. It's like it's uh, we're growing, but it, it, it's it's just it's scary at times. Yeah. It is scary at times, and so sometimes Danny has to pick me up. Our other members have, you know, has to do the same, but um, we, we just, we're in it, we're in it, we all believe in it, so we're going to make it happen. Cool. Yeah, and that it's all, like, everything you said, it's so true of, like, it is a leap to, to jump from a steady paycheck to yep. uh, yeah. starting starting a business uh, as, you know, whether or not it's a total leap or whether it's just, you know, do a part-time job and start the business, yeah. but... There's still a, a change. I'm curious, like, what are maybe some of the things from your career in, in other jobs that you've had that have really helped you in starting the brand and the business? Um, and then maybe some things that have been really surprising that you, you've come across in entrepreneurship that you weren't prepared for or didn't expect. Um. Got this one, Brandon. Yeah, I got this one. Okay, so I, I I think my previous employment it was it was just the it was just the connections or it's just like I helped start other people's businesses before, right? So it's like I I, oh, I can do this. I know I can do this. I always kind of had my own side business. I always had many different things going on, whether it's you know properties or you know just I have other things always going on. But to, to kind of take that leap and just know I can do it was. I think my last job is just a high, a high pace, the high stress. You have to make something happen. I think that's the attitude where it came from too, because you got to think I'm representing all these big athletes and these big stars. And so when they want something, they don't know no, right? They know all <laughs> they know is they want it, and so and you have to make it happen. It's like an hour later, is it done? It's like whoa, but I mean that's so that mentality kind of plays with the brand just making it happen like it's like not a no like our manufacturer we do have delays sometimes but good thing our manufacturers mm -hmm. are out here in los angeles because don't believe if they don't answer my call i don't drive by there <laughs> so <it's> like <laughs> when you, I, I you don't you don't have to no. wait for shipping yeah. too yeah. like that don't have to wait for shipping no I, yeah. I see, so it's like but it's i'm the type where i would drive by there every night and see my calls with my update like you promised like like so it's like not taking that no too and in this business from anybody um mm -hmm. and so i think that's in, but you also have to re be respectful doing that so but mm -hmm. i mean sometimes you do have to show that hey you meet you're serious so i think in the beginning like our first seven years it was more of a like a timid kind of timid but it's like okay oh you, oh you end up sitting at the china okay you know it's like we, we were just like you know whatever yeah. just going with the flow and it's, now it's like no like <laughs> i'm yeah. not paying for that you know, mm -hmm. uh, you, you, this is the deadline. Like, you know, I'm losing money. So it's just, I mean, you have to be aggressive in this business. It's one thing yeah. I take from, um, that's very important, but, um, still respectful because we're, you know, we're all people. We're all trying to do our best at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. and, and I think like, uh, that would be like equal for me as well. Um, I come from my, my initial career was like military. And so I was in the army and, and did like uh, time overseas, um, 
in Iraq for like 15 months and then like transitioned out and, and started working in nonprofit and for-profit. And I've done a little bit of back and forth there. And so I think really for me, like that, that translation um, into now entrepreneurship is kind of just having this drive, right? Where mm-hmm. similar to Brandon, like it's, there's not a no for an answer. It's kind of like being um, intuitive and, and, and using ingenuity to be like, all right, well, let's figure this out. Right. Like, how do we how do we get this done? And a lot of that for me um, was like teaching myself a lot of stuff, although I don't do our photo shoots like I I know photography. So it's easy for me to talk to the photographers and, and kind of create the vision. It's easy for mm-hmm. us to like talk about the stuff that we are doing, the photography on our own within our own studio, um, knowing social media being able to talk paid social, being able to talk uh, social management and help and create those strategies and monitor like the analytics and stuff. And so a lot of that is like very much transferred into my entrepreneurship side and being able to leverage that to help us make informed like strategic decisions um, Mm -hmm. and not stay somewhere too long when it's not benefiting us because I can see some of the red flags like, oh, this isn't working or like, I don't feel like this has our best interest. so I think that definitely for me has been a, a huge thing in moving into entrepreneurship. One of the things that I didn't really recognize coming into it, um, and we just kind of played this card yesterday, was for me, like entrepreneurship within like having a partner is being able to leverage two different wants and needs to like help in the decision-making process when it comes to negotiations. Um, oh. where we very much get to play like bad guy, good guy, and we switch yeah. off on those at times. We do that all the time. I'm typically the bad guy for the first yeah. time. Recently, I was the good guy, but typically I'm I'm the bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> so good to be good. Entrepreneurship <laughs> negotiations was something I didn't really have my mindset on, as I think Brandon and I both at times are used to saying like, "Oh, that's how much it costs." Okay, right? That's and like, and, right. <laughs> And so now it's kind of like, absolutely not. Like, let, let's negotiate this cost. Like, I, we're struggling and trying to make it too, right? Like, how do we how do we come to a medium here? Because you want the business, we need the help. Like, what does this look like? And so I mm-hmm. didn't realize how much negotiations um, are a big part of entrepreneurial success. Yeah, that's a good point. And that's, that's funny how you two, like tag team and figured out like how you can negotiate in a way <laughs> in different <laughs> ways oh um, we love it mm-hmm. don't let it be a text message or an email meet him on the phone like okay you're gonna say this right <laughs> 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 okay you will ball like, i'm gonna turn around and be like oh i can't <laughs> like mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah that's funny but yeah, yeah it's yeah. so it's so true i think um entrepreneurs who are just starting out they they either are don't know enough to like know whether like they aren't confident in mm-hmm. kind of what's you know what's going to work best for their brand because they either don't know like what the normal th- you know mm-hmm. what the reasonable thing is or they're not sure really what the outcomes to expect and so you know like it sounds like you guys were maybe originally like pretty timid at first about yeah what you mm-hmm. would accept or not and yep. then like learning, okay, this is this is too high, or let's negotiate and learning how to, I, I do agree, like negotiation and compromising is like a big part of 
manufacturing and like production and fashion and being able to talk to the factory in a very like respectful and like open way and just communicate like hey this was a little bit you know above our price range what we can afford right now like what are some ways like how can we make it easier to produce like can we change a seam or you know do something slightly different and Mm -hmm. adjust it where it still fits our vision but it's like cheaper for you guys to make and then we can get a you know a better price on production or something like that of like learning there are ways to respectfully you know you're not saying oh you're not you know the time and effort that you're putting into this is not worth what you're charging me for but like learning how to negotiate different things to for the best interest of everybody i think is a huge skill it's, in fashion it's definitely huge I, I even when we launched in august we didn't we didn't i we didn't know that i, I mean i i knew it but i didn't i was just kind of like whatever like our, so i said the photo shoot we i spent one four for our budget it was a free for all pretty mm-hmm. much for everybody <laughs> everybody was like all right you're this much okay cool there's no negotiation i think even our first our first product like our first release everything was just whatever they said and you know now mm-hmm. it's like well hold on you know mm-hmm. like why are you you know so now we go back and forth a little bit and we, we kind of show like why are we doing it like oh i've seen this x y and z and like you know what okay you're right like if you do this or if you order five more it goes down to this so it's like Mm-hmm. cool so I, I think we just now are learning that like this that's what i'm excited about this next release because it's going to be totally different than what we did before so it's like we actually put work into it we actually put time we weren't just just like we want this or we want to do this or drawing pictures who's actually like just really putting effort into it and also making sure we're not overpaying in the process so we don't have to overcharge our members as well so mm-hmm. it's it's definitely been a big yeah. Big learning, yeah. Big learning curve. Like our quality is still a one. I, I will stand by that. Um, but we definitely are just making smarter decisions, um, which is which is exciting. It's just going to keep getting better and better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, it's like you learn fast. <laughs> you know, fast, yeah. every, everyone says like fashion moves quickly, and I guess the advantage of that is that you learn quickly too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to. Mm-hmm. You, you really have to. So I mean, um. We're, we're getting there we we're kind of late on this on this on this drop but like you know we're gonna be ready for the spring we're gonna be ready for the summer and so we're gonna be ready um whether it's colorways or just having having the product actually in hand and not executing this so last minute mm-hmm. yeah so like on the design side what is it what does kind of your process look like as you're coming up with a new design and then um, transitioning that over to actually getting produced. Um, <laughs> definitely arguments, a lot of back and forth. Um, it's a lot of back and forth. I, I think we'll all kind of like, oh, I, I like something like this. And it's like, well, draw it up. Give mm-hmm. me some, what's the details? Like, you know, like we were trying to make sure our product has consistent details that you know it's ours. But mm-hmm. we're also... Um, but it's yeah, we just kind of go back and forth a lot, honestly, on on designs, on what we like, on then we go to the material, the fabric shops too out here, um, and then we kind of speak with our manufacturer who has like seamstress and everyone that can put it together and and, and make the, sample. make the sample for us. Mm-hmm. But um, it's a process. I never like it once the sample comes out. It's always totally different to me. <laughs> so I think that's the biggest <laughs> that's the biggest delay. Um, but 
but we're, we're, we're getting better at manufacturers and seamstresses understanding the vision better too as well. So, which makes it great. I mean, our manufacturer is great out here. I think the most, another thing I want to add, the most important thing is just having those relationships as well mm-hmm. with, with the people you're working with. Like, um, and that's what we're doing. Like I, we invite our manufacturers over our partners over to, to, to our showroom, to, you know, just cocktails on Fridays or just come through, we'll order food or even just mm-hmm. going out, um, grabbing drinks. Uh, we, we try to do once a month just, just to also, so like family, like they're going to be right there for me when I'm yelling, when I'm crying, when I'm excited. <laughs> so it's like, especially the close ones. So it's just investing that time in the people you're working with. Yeah. That's important. so fun. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what are you actually like when you're bringing a new design to a seamstress to like make a sample, what are you actually like bringing to them? Is it just like a sketch or yeah. What do you bring to them? I think Brennan does like a digital mock-up and a sketch, right? Yeah. So I have someone doing digital mock-ups and sketch. Um, I also bring whether I find the fabrics or if I have items, similar fabrics, I also bring like several different fabrics so they can feel, feel what I like. Mm-hmm. But um, we, we also we do go back examples, and- right? Because we often will pull examples from like different products and different brands that we've like liked some of the like the vision of where they're going, and mm-hmm. then we have that we kind of provide those materials as well, kind of to show like our inspirations. Yeah, it's yeah, like it's, it's it's literally like show and tell. We'll yeah. bring mm-hmm. as much as possible. Um, I try to be over prepared because I don't like going back and forth for the delays of getting everything done. Or if it's not right, they have to do a new sample, and then sometimes that costs us more money too. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of try to we try to bring as much as we can information for this one design that we want. So whether it's our sketch designs, also having them digitally done, also having samples to reference certain parts of another product um, and fabric is pretty much what we'll bring in, and. Sometimes too, like if, yeah, yes, that's pretty much it. Yeah, that's pretty mm-hmm. much it. And then we'll have, we'll have a fit to a medium. We always do everything in a medium size, medium. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, that's pretty much what we bring in. Cool. Yeah, and those are all the types of things that I normally recommend bringing. It's like be able to show as much as possible, reference samples, photos, previous yeah. products, fabric mm-hmm. swatch, sketch if you have it. You know. <laughs> 3D yep, I, or mock-up if you ev- have that, everything. Everything. I tell you, make a deck, and I just try to go over, like, all the details. Like, logo is going to be right here. It's going to be mm-hmm. this big. We want this. So we try to, like, also make as much notes as possible so they can reference. Sometimes they end up doing their own thing. A lot of times that's what's happening. But um, we get there. We, we get mm-hmm. to, the, to the middle ground. Yeah, yeah. And getting something perfect on the first sample is very rare. It's, it does happen sometimes, yes, it but it's rare. <laughs> Yes. Yep. I will. Yep. Yep. So, yeah. So I'm curious, what is maybe something you each are most proud of so far about launching Made for All? Mm. I don't think there's a... Oh, go ahead, B. No, I mean, I would say I'm I'm proud of... I mean, I'm proud of just I, I just have to keep reminding myself where we are um today mm-hmm. with the brand i think a lot of times we we beat ourselves up but once i realized like we're only we're only four months it's four months today four months in it's it, yeah. it's i think that's that's a good feeling that we came this far um we're on our mm-hmm. second our second release coming up um and that's just the big thing to be proud of that we're still here 
Uh, I, I don't yeah, see we're, we're still pushing forward and it, we don't we don't see us slowing down, just picking up. Yeah. And I, I, I think for me, it's just the fact that we exist. Like we had a celebrity um, wear our item and well, I can say it right. Brandon. We've had uh, two Portland trailblazers wear our items down um, their tunnel walk and like cool. the Portland trailblazers Instagram, like share, like show photos of it being worn. And it's kind of like that surreal moment where you're like, yo, this is like, that's made for all, <laughs> like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And like, you just get so excited to share it. And so like, I think just the, the mere existence, the fact that we started it, especially knowing that we started it seven years ago and we now launching it, it's like, I'm just so proud and excited to like have it and then like have that potential for it to like continue to grow and become something like notable and big. Like mm-hmm. it, it's just it just feels good to have something that's yours that you yep. believe in that inspires you yeah it just it feels good it it, mm-hmm. it does i think another confession is like this this is my first podcast so oh, even really? through yeah. yeah it's my first podcast so like even even being at this point where we are doing podcasts or even i feel comfortable like that i never I, public speaking was never my thing um or even speaking in anything it was never my thing <laughs> me neither but, actually <laughs> Yeah, really? Yeah. It's it's crazy how it all changes. But yeah, so it's like I'm enjoying this. I'm enjoying this. It's like I'm I'm this is our first call. I'm talking to you. Like literally after we got the phone, I'm going to the factory to do like a quality check and our stuff is coming over to our showroom. So it's it's an it's a good day today for me. Cool. At least. Yeah, well, congrats Unless on it's all wrong. of that. And I'm honored <laughs> that this is your first podcast. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So it's 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 actually not as bad. Well, I have one more question that I ask everyone at the end of the show, which is if you could communicate one value to the world through the clothes you design, what would it be? Ooh, let me think. I'll jump in with inspire, right? Mm-hmm. Like it, it, inspire with your what it is you're doing, who it is you are, what it is you want to see in this world. Like, I really believe in values-driven business. And, like, I think no matter what your value is and what you want to add, like, for me, that one word would be inspire. No matter where it is, people, places, things, like, be that inspiration. Nice. Mm, That's a good one, Danny. Um, It's just, I I would use dedication because... Mm. I mean, you can have a dream to do something, right? You can you can have a vision to do something, and it doesn't mean it doesn't have to happen right away. And you just got to mm-hmm. keep at it. So with this brand, it was just us staying dedicated mm-hmm. to to putting something out there and and just getting across that finish line. And, and the here we are. It took us seven years, but we're here, and we have good product. We we have a good we have good product. So just that dedication. And you guys sound like very, like you have a goal and you're going to do it. Like you're very driven and dedicated. I can tell. Yes. Yep. I appreciate that. Um, Well, this has been such a fun conversation to get to know each of you a little bit better and hear kind of the story of Made for All. Um, Where can people find out more about the brand online? Madeforall.com or you can check out Made for All Co., um, on for all social media handles. Perfect. 
I'll put links to those in the show notes so people can click through there. And thank you so much. Yeah, thank you guys. That's all for today. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. And if you would like more episodes and resources like this about growing a fashion business that fits your customer, lifestyle, and values, send straight to your inbox. You can sign up for my email list at alisonhanus.com newsletter. That's A-L-I-S-O-N-H-O-E-N-E-S dot com slash newsletter. Again, thank you for listening, and I hope you'll join me for the next episode of How Fitting.